Good evening. Lately, I heard from quite a few people who say that the year 2020 is a lost year. A little bit is true. People lost their lives, people lost their businesses, their jobs. For many people, it was a very painful time. But is it a lost year? First of all, I, I just read a study that people, by, by moving from work, from working in the offices to working at home, the productivity of these people didn't go down. Even there is other distractions at home, but the bottom line is, because they don't have the commute time and other reasons, they were just as productive from home as they were from the office. And interesting, they know that, that people who go, who, who have one child are actually more productive than people who, did not, who are by themselves. For some reason, they're a little more productive. And from this point of view, the year is not a lost year, but it's much more than that. There is a story about a rabbi who lived in 1750 in the city of Hebron in Israel. He was a prolific writer, a scholar, a genius. And they asked him, he was a good speaker, charismatic. The community in Hebron asked him to go to become a messenger, a shaliach, a Shadar, it was called, to go outside of Israel to the diaspora to fundraise for the community. You see, like there is now the Jewish agency is having their shlichim, uh, it's called. They send people outside of Israel to share the love of Israel with them and to inspire them to make aliyah or to make donations, to donate to the country. This is not a new idea. This institution exists for thousands of years is to send out usually rabbis to come, go outside of Israel, tell the Jews in the diaspora about Israel, about the people, about the holy sites, the Kotel, the Western Wall, Hebron, the Cave of Machpelah, and awakening them the love to Israel. You know, Jews in the diaspora always had a soft spot for the country, for the Holy Land. Then they asked some rabbi, his name was the Chida. Chaim Yosef David Azulai. They asked him to go outside of Israel, to go to Europe and fundraise for the community. He had an, another interest. He was very much into books, into old books. He was researching and searching for old books and Jewish books, and he was very interested in it. And for him, it was an opportunity to actually go there, go to Europe, be able to go on all these museums, and research and find old writings and books and, and, uh, and to find out many, many parts about Jewish history. That he to go, he was 29 years old. He went to Europe, he was very successful. He went from city to city, he went to all European countries and he went also to the, wherever he went, he spoke to people, they were very inspired. They were, it was, they, get, they were very happy to donate to Israel. And as he had a certain amount of money, he sent it to Israel with, with a messenger and he continued. For six years, he was all over Europe. He was very successful. He came back to Israel, years passed, 20 years passed. 
1772, they asked him to go for another trip all over Europe. He agreed. He went to, he visited England, Germany, France, and then he came to Italy. He arrived to the city of Livorno. It was after Pesach. And they told him there was the law in this city was in Italy. And if before you come, you enter the city, if you came from, you came from many countries from different places, they don't know from where you're coming, you had to be in quarantine for 40 days. Not for a week, not for two weeks, 40 days. And it was in Venice, if, if, if ships came there, there with the cargo, with the animals, everything had to go to a different island for 40 days and only then they can enter Venice. The same thing was in many cities in Italy. And the same thing they told them, you have to be quarantined. It was a well-to-do community, Jewish community in Livorno. They provided them with a nice place and he had some helpers with them and they bought him food, kosher food every day. And he was sitting for 40 days doing the holiday of Shavuot, just this time of the year. What was he doing there? He started to write an encyclopedia of rabbis. Names of 1,500 rabbis who lived a thousand years before him, over a period of a thousand years. He wrote everything from memory. He almost had no books in front of him, with him in the quarantine. It was a traveling and then he got stuck in the quarantine. And not only wrote about the rabbis, but he wrote about the books that they wrote. He basically wrote history of 1,500 rabbis and the history of 2,000 books that they wrote about them a little bit. What the book is all about, what the name of the book, when it was published and so on. This he did in 40 days of quarantine. He utilized his time very much. Then the word quarantine comes from where? In Hebrew, there is no such thing as quarantine. If you want to tell somebody to be in quarantine, you have to tell them he should be in bidud, means in isolation. Quarantine is the Latin word. It comes from the word for, fori. It comes from the Bible, actually. In the Bible, who, is he, who, had, who was 40 days in quarantine? Moses at Mount Sinai. We're now coming up to the holiday of Shavuos. Next Thursday night is Shavuos. After Moses, after God gave the Ten Commandments to the old Jewish people, Moses went up to Mount Sinai, and there he was there, he went into, it was like a volcano, smoke, fire, and he went into the smoke, the dark smoke, and he was there for 40 days and 40 nights. This is the word quarantine. What was Moses doing in quarantine? He was, God was teaching him the Torah. And the Talmud says something very interesting. How Moses knew when is day, when is night. It was dark. The smoke is in the middle of a volcano. He didn't see anything. When God was teaching him the Bible, the five book, what later became the, became the five books of Moses, he knew it's day. When God taught him the commentary, what later became the Talmud, the oral tradition, he knew it's night. And the Rebbe once pointed out, the Torah, the five books of Moses is clear, precise, very, very easy to, it's simple to understand, no, no, no confusions, that's compared to the daylight. The Talmud is more about this, this agreement and questions and answers and dialogues. This is more compared to night to dark. That Moses and his 40 days of quarantine with the word quarantines come from, was very busy. 
But it's not only about Moses and the Chida, the rabbi went from, from Hebron and, and, and utilized this time in quarantine. We are now in the time of the counting of the Omer. We count the Omer for 50 days from Pesach until Shavuos. We are almost there. And everyone's asked, why are we counting the Omer? What's the point of counting days, counting times? We know between Pesach and Shavuos is 50 days. If I count it, it will not be 51. And if I don't count it, it's not going to be 49. It's 50 days from Pesach to Shavuos. And what's the point of counting? The Rebbe said something very interesting. What do you count in life? You count something that's very precious to you. I remember as a young man, I used to take the kids to the zoo, once in a blue moon. I used to count every 15 minutes, count. Is everyone here? Anything that's precious to you, you count. You want to know, you want to, you want to know how much you have. The Rebbe said, Time is the biggest gift, the most precious gift that God gives to, human, to a human being. You cannot get time back. Money you can get back. Time you can never get back. And God tells you, count time. Understand it's a very precious. Every day that you get is precious from God. Every hour, every minute, utilize it. That's what time, that's what is, time is all about. And this brings us to the Pasha of this week, Pashat Bamidbar. We're beginning a new book, the book of Numbers, it's called in English. Why it's called Numbers? It's called in Hebrew also, Chomesh Apkudim Bamidbar, or just as another name, like Numbers. Why we call it Numbers? Because God told to Moses to count the Jewish people. And the first Rashi of the, of the book is asking the same question. Why God needs to count the Jews? Doesn't he know how many Jews are there? And God told the Jews, to count the Jews not once, not only twice, two, three times in one year. What's the point of counting the Jews so three times in one year? And Rashi gives the same answer. You count what's precious to you. God wanted to show the Jews how precious they are to him. That he counts them again and again and again. He wanted to give them a message. You are very dear to me. That's why I count. I told it to, to people this week about how important is it to, to, they, to utilize the time in quarantine. They told me it's all nice and fine. But the bottom line, when you sit a few months in quarantine in the house, you get depressed. This week, I had an amazing story that I want to share with you about a Hasidic Jew, one of my mentors in the yeshiva when I was in Israel, in Kfar Chabad. His name was Remendel Fotofas. He was a Jew who came from Russia, and I knew him, he was in his older years. But in Russia, in 1946 and 47, he helped other Hasidic Jews to escape the country, communist Russia, because he couldn't be a Jew there. They were torturing Jews. They were, it was a terrible life there. And they wanted to go out to free countries, to England, to America, to Israel, to be able to free, to be able to practice the religion. And he helped them. He sent his family ahead, and he said, I'll stay longer. I will help other Jews to get out of Russia, and other Jews, and other Jews. And he pushed off his own living. And eventually, he was caught, arrested, and sentenced for 10 years prison in, la in a labor camp in, the, in Siberia, in the Gulags. But because he was such an optimistic person, such a happy person, 
Even the prison guards love them. One day while he's in prison, the guard, the, the guard comes to him and tells him, you know, Mendel, and then there is another guy like you showed up in jail. Another one of your people. He says, what's his name? Moshe. In right way, I know who he is. His name was Moshe Vyshetsky, another Hasidic Jew, a young man at that time, was also helping Jews to escape Russia, and also, together with Remand, also was busy with underground Jewish day school, with spreading Judaism, building underground synagogues, quiet mikves, holding on to Judaism in Russia, in the Soviet Union. And he tells them, the prison guard tells them, this Moshe is underneath you, just underneath you, the same room, under, uh, one floor under. And then he tells them in a secret, you should know through the pipes that the eating pipes, you can speak to him at night, you can speak to the pipe, he will be able to hear you downstairs. That's the only thing Remendel needs. At night, he lays down on the floor and he's skimming into the pipe, Moshe, Moshe. Moshe here, somebody calls his name. He asks, who is it? He tells him it's Mendel. And then Reb Mendel tells him, Moshe, are you happy? This question, this chassid, Reb Moshe Vyshetsky, many years later, came to Israel, he told the story. He said that this question that Reb Mendel asked him, Moshe, are you happy? Saved him. Because he was sitting in jail, depressed, he had a young family, little, he left little kids at home. He didn't believe he will ever come back, he will ever see them again. Because anybody in prison, in the gulags, in our labor camp, knew very well that the chances to survive are very small. He's asking him, are you happy? What, what Remendel was telling him, Moshe, don't let them get to you. They want to destroy, destroy your spirit. They want to break you. They want to make you give up, to depress you. That's what they want to accomplish. Don't let them do it. They can put you in jail. They can put you under, they can torture you. They can make you walk out labor. But your spirit is in your hand. Don't let them break you. If you let them to get to you, they want the fight. Don't let them get it. Don't reward them with this. So this message, this question, gave him the strength to survive. He was only nine years in prison. After nine years, he came out. You're going through a hard time. Corona, it's COVID-19, call it whatever you want. We are at home, we are quarantined. Things are hard. Don't let everything from outside affect you. From time to time, everyone has to ask ourselves, Moshe, are you happy? Thank you.